Welcome to the Life Change Podcast. Panhandle Weight Loss Center is a unique surgical practice focused on changing lives. Our approach moves away from the singular goal of weight loss and encompasses one of overall health and wellness. This podcast explores a variety of topics inside the realm of health and wellness, including nutrition, fitness, lifestyle issues, and even surgery. The goal of this program is to inspire listeners to take a critical review of your life as we guide you towards a paradigm that translates to life change. Great to have you, Andrew. Thank you. Uh, Andrew's a good friend of mine, um, but also has had the journey of, of, of surgery. And what I love is just you as a person, Andrew, uh, and watching this journey has been fun. Yeah. And fun. what I'm excited today is just kind of just pick your brain on, you know, why you did it. And we'll jump into all the questions and, and then your, just your journey along the way, but particularly passing on to other uh, patients out there how to be successful. Sure. Um, we talked earlier, not only weight loss, but just life. Mm-hmm. And, and so, first of all, just a little bit about yourself. Where'd you, where'd you grow up, um, your family, all that yeah. kind of stuff? So, born and raised in Lubbock, Texas. Uh, went to Texas Tech University. Red Raider. Red Raider. Um, like any good Texas Tech grad, I moved to Dallas for a short stint. Uh, definitely wasn't for me. I'm a small town boy. So, came back home, um, met my wife at church. So, I've been married in now. Lubbock. In Lubbock. She's from Louisiana. She's an LSU Kay. grad. That's right. So yeah. she was uh, there, just finished up physical therapy school mm-hmm. at Tech. Um, we've been married eight and a half years now. We have a seven-year-old, five-year-old, and a two-year-old. All so boys. All boys. Yeah. So it's a, it's a little bit of a circus at our house. It's a fun circus, but it is, it is a circus. My, uh, my brother often tells me, you know, we carry a lot of things in our home. Peace is not one of them. Yeah. So at least for right now. At least for right now. Yeah. But it's, it's been fun. Yeah. I tell you, we're so our girls are ten and twelve, and you get to that age where it's it's not chaos. Uh, it's managed. It's managed. <laughs> it's chaos. managed, but That's it's fun. True. Yes, it is fun. All the events that they have, like we're talking earlier, sports and things like that. You've been doing a little coaching. Little coaching, some flag football. I didn't think I would um, catch the bug. You know, yeah. I wouldn't be the competitive. Let's practice twice a week, Dad. Like I got into coaching, so I wouldn't have to go to practice twice a week and. I caught it. I caught, I caught the bug. I loved it. Yeah, it was so much fun. Uh, I tell you, um, anytime we invest in our kids, it's it's worth every moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which has been great about this whole journey. So tell me, just uh, weight struggles. When when did that become apparent in your life? Um, and and just what was a day where you're like, wow, I'm struggling. Yeah. Yeah. So I think there's lots of those moments. Um, along the way, you know, I don't want to bag on my dad too bad, um, but he's passed away, so he can't get on to me. But uh, um, my mom passed away when I was five, and my so my here my dad was, you know, a single father of three boys. Um, chaos, chaos, yeah. lots of things going on. My my oldest brother was going into his senior year of high school. Um, you know, I was going into first or second grade. You know, and you're and he wanted us involved in things, so we were on the go. He had started a new company he was on the go um and so i don't think that we he didn't and we'll get into more of this but how foundational education is Mm -hmm. because disciplined undisciplined um, a lot of people say well i'm just not disciplined well the reality is we all make informed decisions right even if you're undisciplined 
you're making some type you're making a decision based on some type of information um and my dad and none of us had the education around food Mm -hmm. so he cooked what he knew he cooked what he liked um and so i looked up it's funny you know my uh my stepmom made me this really cool photo album maybe my senior year of high school and you can flip through it and from like birth to six or seven years old i'm like the skinny little kid right and then dad starts cooking about five and a half six years old and it takes about a year but you you turn one page you see a difference in that photo album and you see a difference and it stayed with me um, through the entirety of my life i was always the big kid you know And, and then at some point i think anybody that's on a weight loss journey can probably imp- or understand what I say. Uh, it becomes a part of your identity. Um, you know, I played sports. I was blessed to be pretty good at sports, even though I was big. But you know, I had to be big to play offensive line or defensive line. And um, I was the guy that would go to the pizza parlor, and you know, I would win the pizza eating contest. So, um, but even even though it was a part of your identity, and and you even play into it at times. Yeah there is that social, mental, um, spiritual aspect that you just know something's not right. You don't feel good. Um, so I, again, carried that with me my whole life and I tried things, you know, there, there was a period of time where I would lose some weight and similar story to probably every single person that sits down and even contemplates this journey. Tried lots of things, the Herbalives, the, the Genesis Pure, the, all the things, you know, write them all down. Um, and I don't know what specifically clicked when I have surgery and we can go into that later, but you know, I tell people I had a unique opportunity in that with my line of work, I worked around bariatric metabolic physicians for nine years. Mm -hmm. Um, even before meeting y'all, I had the opportunity to, to meet with, um, individuals for four years, you know, but I always thought of it as the easy way out which is so sad, Um, but I did. I always thought of it as the easy way out, or I had self-doubt that it wouldn't work for me, that this is a great option. It's not a great option for me. I hear exactly what you're saying from every one of my patients. Mm -hmm. That's that's their probably two single things. Yeah, and so then that's when the uniqueness of, at least my story begins, is that I get a call from you one day, um, have the opportunity to to work with y'all, partner with y'all, and for a year and a half, every week, I got to come into your OR and, and we would talk about life and sports and politics and all the things. But ultimately, um, you and Dr. Nikoi and Dr. Peterson at the time were extremely passionate about health and wellness. Yeah. We were having a podcast every time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I'm like a fly on the wall. I'm asking some questions. I'm soaking it all in. Um, and again, you know, I think we begin to make decisions based on the information that we have and the knowledge base that we have. And so I began to ask myself like, well, why not me? Um, but my wife is like a health nut. We're complete total opposites. Um, she works out, she's a health nut. She could eat green leafy spinach for us. Like, I remember when we were dating, this is a true story. When we were dating, I would walk into her home and she'd be taking a break from She's a, she's a doer, right? So she'd be taking this break. She would have a bag of spinach, raw spinach. <laughs> and she'd be eating the leaves like a chip. I'm like, that's not a snack. 
That is not a snack. I don't know of anyone else that would be doing that. Your wife is a saint. She's very unique. Um, So as I began to share this desire of weight loss with her, um, and it would be interesting to hear her perspective on this, but she, when she looked at me, she saw Andrew. Mm-hmm. She didn't see overweight. She didn't see unhealthy. She may have noticed some things because she's, you know, my, my partner in life that maybe I didn't have the energy that I wanted or I didn't sleep as well as I wanted, but she didn't necessarily attribute that to some physical, you know, aspect. And so we, we had, but I talked her into coming up here. We had a conversation with you. It was a good conversation. It was a great conversation. She left way more informed. And I think she, it planted a seed with her that, hey, this is safe. Uh, and, and it works. There's something that happens. There's this magic that happens potentially after surgery and it works. Well, and we're still figuring, figuring that out. Yeah. I think, I think every, every day we're learning more and more about that. Yeah, and I tell people all the time, you know, I, whatever, whatever switch went off in me, I pray that it goes off in every person because yeah. um, I think we all do react potentially differently to the surgery. But we went home and um, a couple of days later, she just sat down and just had a conversation with me like, I just, I think you can work a little harder. You know, and she goes, I just don't see, you're just not that overweight. You know, you're just not that big. I was almost three, I was 300 pounds. I was a big boy. Um, so we, we put it off. Ended up, I think we had a baby. Mm-hmm. So we had, a, we had a, our third child. Um, and I remember going home or to her house, sorry, in Louisiana for Christmas. And my in-laws gave my, my boys one of those Papa Shot basketball things that we set up in our playroom. And I loved it. My kids loved it. And after Christmas, I'd come home every day. We put up like 100 shots on the Papa Shot. And I Would threw my back out. And I couldn't move mm. for days. I just was out. And I looked at my wife, I was like, something's gotta change. I'm tired. Um, and I think I just got to a place where I was educated to know enough to know that the decisions I was making on a daily basis were not in my favor, short term or long term. And then I needed help to achieve it. Help beyond a book or another plan or a diet, um, or even at that point, even more education. Mm-hmm. Like I needed some help. And my wife looked at me and she goes, okay, I agree. And it was, you know, maybe eight weeks later, I had surgery. And have since then just, uh, to put it the w- this way, you killed it. Yeah, I mean, fun. you have taken this journey and uh, matter of fact, you motivate me. When we're talking about nutrition, uh, what you've been eating and things like that, uh, which I hope all patients run with this the way that you have, mm-hmm. uh, because just to watch you, the, the, your life every day, your like you said, your energy, your uh, attitude, it's just been a complete. Uh, you've always had a positive attitude, but you've just taken it to another level. Yeah, and it's you know surgery taught me some things. Um, that are, I think are important, specific to weight loss, that I needed to know. And that is, I know that you, you've said this, and I've heard it on a couple of your podcasts, that you always tell your patients the first couple weeks after surgery are rough. Um, and by no means were, were mine easy. I didn't just wake up every morning loving you, yeah. right? Like, oh, thank you so much for this moment that I'm in here, Dr. Schneider John. But um, 
what it taught me was I'd always, previous to surgery, <clears throat> I'd always treated hunger as an emergency. Mm-hmm. If I was hungry, that's an emergency and it has to be dealt with. Well, um, I would deal with it in the most convenient and easiest and fastest way possible. And because I had that mindset of hunger as an emergency, I would do things specifically not to be hungry, which means I would overeat. I would gorge. So my typical order at McDonald's now would you know, kind of blow my mind. But that was my daily routine and the sodas and the things that um, you subconsciously just start doing. And for your job, you were on the road a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, you talked about that, just pulling through Chick-fil-A, wherever right. where it was, driving. But to see your life now, mm-hmm. what you're packing, yeah. preparing, planning, um, what made that change? Uh, again, uh, uh, there's I talk about a switch. Um, you know, I know that there's three or four people that have witnessed my journey that have come to y'all and had surgery since you know I did. Um, and I tell them like I'm gonna pray that whatever sw- I can I can distinctly remember waking up in the in the uh, PACU area at the surgery center. And I knew in that moment I knew that whatever my relationship with food was when I rolled into the OR had changed. And I can't. I wish I could quantify that better. Yeah. Um, I I can't. So I won't try. But I knew when I woke up that my relationship with food um, had changed. And 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 so what I did is I took that change of relationship and then I coupled it with this knowledge, right? That. I applaud y'all for because I tell people my journey was unique. I got to see y'all weekly a year and a half before surgery. Um, I've got to see you weekly post-surgery, right? Um, so that's not every patient's journey. They don't get to check in with you on a weekly basis um, post-surgery. But now there are tools, right? Your educational app, these podcasts, there's videos where um, if you are still hungry for that education and those, inter- those personal interactions, you can make these as personal as you want. Yeah. Um, and so I knew my, my relationship with food had changed and I coupled that with the education and I began to see the things that I was putting in my body differently. I love that. I, I, there's two things that came up while you were talking that I was thinking about is one is this has been a journey for us. I mean, what, what Bo and I knew 10 years ago and mm-hmm. we're teaching is totally different than what we're teaching now. Mm-hmm. Because we learned it personally. We had to try all this stuff out. What does it really look like to eat healthy? You know, do I need to be low carb? What does, um, what does a healthy meal really look like? Mm-hmm. How do we teach patients how to do this? How can we put it in a form like this podcast to get this information out there? Because every weekend or throughout the week, I'm reading new stuff. We're trying glucose monitors. We're doing uh, all kinds yeah. of stuff seeing what works. Hot showers, cold showers. All kinds yeah. of crazy stuff. <laughs> and how can we pass this on? Mm-hmm. And I think it's, uh, it's, it's hoping that patients engage in this journey, knowing that it's never finished. Mm-hmm. You always gotta be learning. You always gotta be taking in new podcasts and books and reading and listening to other people and their journey. And the second thing that I had thought about was going back to that book that you were talking about when your dad started cooking. The more I'm starting to understand about food, I look at it this way. 
I, I feel like God created things in a, in a cool way, okay? We've just kind of hijacked it along the way. Um, but, for example, if you're eating whole, real food, mm-hmm. there's so much nutritional value in it that it unlocks the good in our genetics, okay? We always thought genetics was 90% of our destination. Now it's 10%. The other 90% is environment. What are we putting in our body? Whether it be whole food Mm -hmm. or are we putting in processed garbage? And what it does is it takes your genetics and you go two different directions. And and you saw that. By your your dad was doing the best he could, but probably a lot of that stuff was hamburger helper out of a box. That's right. And it was just taking your genetics the wrong direction. Mm-hmm. And what I've seen in you, just as an outsider, is that relationship with food, with your wife, mm-hmm. y'all are cooking, you're planning, you're eating whole foods, yep. you're making great choices. Yes, the surgery was a cool tool, but more importantly, you turned on and unleashed the good genetics and all that that your body now is getting what it needs. Yeah, and it's it's been fun to watch my body respond, right? Because <clears throat> I'm human. You know, we, we take a family vacation, and all of a sudden you look up and you're like, did I just eat a third of the bag of the Cheeto Puffs? Yes, I did. <laughs> but when you, when you are clean on the front end, you're clean on the back end, your body just responds. It can reject that, that stuff so yeah. easily, you know, and, um, and having a partner, you know, I know you've talked, you talk about this a lot in that the biggest part of your journey is A, making the decision to, to get on it, mm-hmm. but what support do you have at home? And so blessed to have a wife and extended family that have been 100% supportive of, of the journey, jumped on, jumped on board, but it's, it's also similar to our faith life. You know, you get passionate about something, you know, you, all, you know, you go out and start talking about Jesus. Mm-hmm. People all of a sudden start talking to you about it and what their life. And so we've come in contact with people that health and wellness is a passion of theirs. And we've, we're learning from them. We have neighbors um, um, that actually work with Maddie McLean um, that have turned us on. Now we're, we're, we're drinking raw milk. Yeah. And, you know, these these whole grains, you know, we're getting these non-GMO, non-modified heritage whole, whole old, grain. Yeah, um, she she grinds it, makes it into her own flour. Yeah, and so you can eat some bread, you can eat some muffins, you yeah. can do those type things. And it's not something that you, it's not a staple of my diet, but if I'm going to eat it, I'm getting a lot of nutritional value um, out of it as well. And I think that that's something that on our our, our journey. You know, all that stuff back in the day, the way that we grew it, the soil health, the farming practices, without putting all the herbicides and pesticides and all that, our body responded differently. Mm-hmm. And we could eat, like you said, we around here we talk about kind of keeping the carbs down and all that kind of stuff, but I think we could tolerate carbs way better in the past if they were like this. Sure. And so it's all about getting back to how food was grown originally and our body loves it and yeah and it's okay to eat it's okay to eat uh, you know i think i was sharing this with you a couple of weeks ago um 
people that know that I've had weight loss surgery, if they hung, like when they spend time with me, if it's a weekend or they come to our house or, you know, if you spend a day in my life right now, um, it shocks people how much I eat. Now, I'm not talking specifically about quantity, but I've kind of gotten back a little bit to, if I'm hungry, you eat. I eat, but I put, what I put in my body is just quality. Quality is so different. Yeah. You know, typical day for me is um, some type of cured meat that's nitrate free, cheeses, olives, you know, pickles. Um, I'm not, I'm not starting to flirt with like some fermented foods, you know. I love like it. I, I want to good get, on good I, health. Yeah, I want to get into the. I, yeah. Now I'm, I'm interested in this, you know, the the biomes in my in my gut health and how it so affects our mental. You know, we so talked a lot about that. It's probably a lot of depression in America is because of our mm-hmm. lack of gut health. Nuts, you know. My my wife is still amazed that when I'm hungry at night, I just go grab a handful of pistachios or uh, pecans, and sometimes I slip some peanuts in there. But yeah. We've eliminated the vegetables. Yeah. We don't cook with it. We're pretty mindful. We have three kids, but we're pretty mindful. Of, we don't cook very many things that come out of a box or that are processed. Um, if we're cooking, it's olive oil, avocado oil. Um, but what, it, what the biggest thing I tell people is if you make those changes, then it, it's, like, it's like you get to make these deposits in a bank and you still get to live life. Like, I'll have a hamburger every now and then. Sometimes I'll go bunless, you know, but sometimes I'll split the hamburger with my wife and I'll have the hamburger. I don't eat a whole lot of french fries, maybe four or five, but I'll have a hamburger or we'll take the kids to go get pizza or, God love her, my wife will make Joanna Gaines chocolate chip cookies. <laughs> You've mm-hmm. talked about these. Yes, yeah, they're, they're really famous. good. Um, but you enjoy, you enjoy it. Yep. You don't feel guilty. Mm-hmm. You, um... But I don't know about you, it's one of those things, that, for example, on the weekend, I'll do that. And then Monday, I like getting back in my routine. Well, and it's- Making those good, yeah. you know, we're cooking this, that. And, and, you, and you do it long enough, like you make enough of these deposits, right, into your health bank, if you will. Yeah. When, you, when you make a withdrawal, it hurts. You know it. You feel it. Yeah. Whereas that was my norm. You know, I didn't know how bad I felt because it was normal. Um, now I have a Joanna Gaines cookie and I kind of like afterwards I'm like I mean it was good but I'm not having another one yeah you're done you're done you don't have to eat three or four or five no and the dozen now sits on the counter for a week and by the end of the week we're throwing away half of the cookies yeah because we don't eat them Um, it's just it's amazing what our bodies are designed to your point when you unlock your body to function as it's supposed to function and I'm still working on that, um, you know pretty quickly when it's not functioning correctly. And you want it to get back. It's worth it. You feel so much better. Yeah, it's worth it. So to all the families out there, I mean, having young kids, I think this is the hardest part. Mm -hmm. This is what we, including myself, this is what we hear from patients. You know, I'm busy. My kids are involved in sports. I don't have time to cook. How do you get on this health journey and stay on it in the chaos of life. Yeah, I think it's, um, I think it's having a good partner at home. It's, it's, it's um, making the decision together. Mm-hmm. It's not something that, oh, my husband or oh, my wife wants to do this and I support them in doing this. No, this is something that we're gonna do together. Yeah. Um, and knowing that who you partner with matters and that's not, that's not a knock on anybody else that, that there's 
phenomenal surgeons all across Texas and the country that do weight loss surgery successfully. But who you partner with matters because if people will pay attention and use the resources that are available through this practice, um, it's really easy. It's not, it's micro decisions, you know, it's those atomic habits. Which is a great, great book. It's a great book. It's, yeah. it's making those 2% changes every day instead of trying to wake up one day and make a 100% change. Um, but you can do it and, and I think, I'm not a very disciplined person. When it, like, people talking about, oh, you gotta get these disciplines and like, that's never resonated with me. I'm a fly by the seat of my pants kind of guy. Uh, I don't wanna change that about myself. But surgery does allow you this, this small window. And what you do with this window, it, it is kind of up to you. I think you just hit the nail on the head. Um, yeah. And in this small window of time, if you do make some decisions, you start, it's not discipline. You just start doing things differently yeah. because you realize the, the cost benefit of it. Yeah. You know, I, it takes me, because again, I like to eat. It takes me every night about 20 minutes to prepare my lunch and my snacks for the next day. But I view that now as that's an investment in how I'm gonna feel all day today. Exactly. Well, I wanna just kinda emphasize this. I, the more we're learning about these surgeries, it's, um, actually, let me back up. We go down this journey, like you did with your dad cooking. Mm -hmm. You turn on the bad genetic expression it metabolically wrecks your health. And surgery has been shown to kind of reset all those hormones, whether it be insulin resistance, appetites out of control, uh, because of all those processed foods. Surgery resets that. But the key is, is just like you said, you've got a window of opportunity to radically change to a healthier lifestyle, which we love trying to help patients. Mm -hmm but ultimately it comes down to them implementing it. If they do, it's a fun, awesome journey. Now, another thing I've learned, Andrew, is the longer patients have lived in this life, the more wrecked their body is metabolically. So a lot of times that's why we don't get the response necessarily uh, for patients that have waited many, many years and mm -hmm. been overweight for 40, 50 years. Uh, sometimes we have to do the doodle switch to get a response. Um, but the key is you've got that window and and taking advantage of it's yeah. paramount. You know, and it's, for anybody that's sitting, if you come across this or you've listened to some in the past or you've found the website and you're just, comp, you know, hey, is this something that's for me? It doesn't matter if you're 25 or 65. View this moment right now as I have found a cancer in my life. Do I want to get the cancer out when it's stage one, or do I want to get it out when it's stage four? Both of them are beatable, right? But the work and the potential outcome, your likelihood of success is a lot easier if you go ahead and take care of it when it's stage one. Um, so if, if, if weight loss is something you struggle with, um, I, I just say do it because it's, it, it creeps into every aspect of your life. In a good way. In a good way. It affects your relationships. It affects your Everything. your kids and how you play with them and mm -hmm. your confidence and your yeah. spiritual walk. And Absolutely. Yeah. It's so much fun now to go shopping. Yeah. Even though I 
I keep wanting to send y'all a bill, you know, every time I've <laughs> got to go buy new clothes. But it's so fun to go shopping, whereas I used to be the guy that would walk into the department store or whatever. I needed a something, pants, something. And I'd find the first one in my size because I just wanted to get out of the store. I hated the experience, hated trying on clothes. Now I go in and I'm, I, I go find what I want. What, what, help, what do I like? What do I look good in? What, what is my, I don't even know what a style is. What, what is my style? It's not such a drab thing. Like the little thing is in shopping or interacting with your kids or your relationship with your wife or work. You know, you get up. When you have a good night's rest, it's amazing what your productivity at work the next day, look, it's different. It affects everything. Andrew, your energy is contagious. I could do this for hours. This is fun. It is fun. Um, well, I want to say this. Thank you for sharing your journey. It's been fun to watch. And uh, I just pray that this just helps some other patients along the way. Yeah. And I hope this goes viral. And Andrew wants to retire off this video. That's so right. Hopefully, yeah. Uh, Lots of clicks and likes and whatever goes on on social media. I'm not on it, but whatever you do, do it right yeah, right now. What I love is uh, I hope this isn't the end uh, because you got so much to give. And so I hope to bring you back and even share more. And That'd be great. All that. Thank you. Andrew, thanks. Thank you, sir.